Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This week's episode of Pop Everything is brought to you by Audible. You can go to audiblepodcast.com slash pop everything to get a free 30-day trial in any of over 150,000 books uh, for free, uh, one of your choice. Tim, do you have a recommendation? Sean, we're talking about Spider-Man, the musical today. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a book, Spider-Man in Philosophy, The Web of Inquiry. Mm. Uh, it's uh, 8 hours and 17 minutes long, Tom. Mm-hmm. It's by uh, William Irwin and Jonathan J. Sanford, who I assume are... Uh, learned men Philosophers Philosophers And uh, I think the producers of Spider-Man Turn Up the Dark Might have benefited from reading this book Get a little perspective on Spidey But uh, Look This is uh, We're getting a little too in-depth You get this book Or any other book mm-hmm. For free With your uh, 30-day trial At uh, audiblepodcast.com everything they have over 150,000 books you can choose any one of them download it listen to it love it do it today hello and welcome to pop everything a podcast about pop culture and everything i'm tim i'm tom Tom, you you went to start the show. Well, Tim, it's in my nature, and I mean, you almost uh, took a nosedive halfway through it. You I forgot uh, what what kind of what what medium this was. Yeah, sometimes I think it's a motion picture. Tim, uh, would you like to start off with an apology about last week's episode? That it was, uh, you know, a mini episode, a minisode, a minisode, a mobisode. Yeah. Why am I apologizing? Because you're the 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 apologists what <laughs> it's not my fault we didn't get it out no i said do you want to record tonight and you said i'm watching arrow yeah that was true yeah but like i was available to record a podcast but you were watching. but arrow was on yeah but i i, I failed to see how this is my fault because you weren't available during a time when arrow wasn't on this is true yeah. i apologize tom that's all don't apologize to me. Apologize to everybody else. I'm sorry, everybody else. Apologize to Spider-Man now. I'm not going to... Uh, that Apologize to Spider-Man. Sorry, Spider-Man. Well, I'm sorry? I didn't hear that. I, I'm sorry, Spider-Man. Now say it like you mean it. I did, I did say it like I meant it. All right. I apologized. All right. Well, I hope he accepts. Tim... Uh, oh, care. Uh, what? <laughs> what was that? You are on thin ice. I did not say anything. Uh, You're on thin ice. 
seven days ago, we experienced uh, Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. Oh, and if you're listening to this right now, yeah, I recommend going back to the previous episode mm-hmm. where we uh, discussed. It's a, it's a, it's but a mere prelude to this, mm-hmm. uh, but we recorded it just before we left for the theater to see Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. Mm-hmm. So, for a little context, um, you can go listen to that. What what we were expecting from it? Yes, were your expectations met? Um, yeah, it was, yeah. I did not have high expectations. I would say that this is the one word review I've been giving to everybody about Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. Unbelievable. Really? <laughs> and I don't mean that in a good way or a bad way. I just mean that for a lot of the show, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I couldn't believe that this was uh, like a a production. I mean, I thought it was like bad. Mm-hmm. But like... It was like going and seeing, like, a once great... Like, it's like going and see. It reminded me of going to a Yankees game, a New York <laughs> Yankees game, uh-huh. in, like, 1990. Like, okay. um, their best days were behind them. Right. right? At this point. It was a rebuilding era. Right. They weren't very good uh-huh. uh, at what they did. They had a couple of good players. Yeah, and it seemed like everybody's heart wasn't in it. <laughs> um, and like everybody was kind of waiting for the off season. Yeah. Right? Well, because that's that's exactly the situation they're in right now. What uh, Spider Man? Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna judge it too harshly. Like, um, I didn't think any of the songs were memorable, mm-hmm. which was like the main thing, really. <laughs> well, like main thing for most musicals yeah like i could like at intermission if you were like hum a little bit of any one of the 10 songs you've heard so far yeah i wouldn't have been able to do it which and, is if, and a few of them you had heard a few times already right and you still wouldn't have been able to do it um uh i thought the story was dumb but i think all the stories are dumb like i've <laughs> like when I watched Spider-Man, the movie. You don't like origin stories for superheroes. I don't like origin stories. And, like, I find it, it, I'm not the target audience for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. Well, my question is, who was the target audience for this? Because um, you had you 2 writing the music. You 2 have never written music for a musical. That's fine. I sh- but I Elton should... John had never written music for a musical before The Lion King. Well, I should point out, though, that uh, me and you both read the tell-all uh, book by the uh, co-book writer of the musical right? Uh, called Song of Spider-Man uh, after this. Yeah. Um, and uh, th- at one point, he mentions that they burned uh, Bono and the Edge uh, like four uh, CDs of 60... Like uh, like essential musical songs. Like this is the you know this is a song that opens. This is what you close an act one with. This is you know because musicals do like movies. They follow a, a certain formula. You can stray from it, but the best ones. It's like yeah, this is this is when you want people on their feet. You know, uh, this is the one that brings down the house and um, Bono and the Edge listened to it and they were like, these are all garbage. No, that's not what it said in the book, Tom. <laughs> what did he say? 
that they that they learned a lot about musicals through that. No, they said that they didn't like Your them. Reading comprehension, Tom, <laughs> is is abysmal. No, because they said there There's was a third thing that you've said. The other two were were not on the on mic. That I was like, no, you misunderstood what this man was saying. There, because there was one song that he kept referencing from like the Music Man, and it turned out that the only reason Bono knew that song was because uh, like his favorite soccer team that was like their chant, right? Because he kept saying he wanted to write a song like that, and they were like, whoa, that's weird that he knows about that song and didn't like the other ones. But anyway, so you had two guys who. Yeah, Elton John never written a musical before, but Elton John, he's a theatrical guy, you know? Like so is sh- you, too. Have you I remember guess, the yeah. Pop Mart tour, Tom? Yeah, but that's like, uh, I'm saying Elton John is more of like a, a stage theatrical guy, whereas like you 2 I know you 2 has had like huge productions, but that's more of like a, I mean, it will fit, I think, more with this, where that's more of a Vegas spectacle thing. Where Elton John isn't as much spectacle as it is like showmanship. Are you saying that Elton John's songwriting uh, isn't good enough that it needs to be sustained by showmanship on stage? No, I'm Jesus, just, my God! And I'm just saying, actually, nothing more than the fact that Elton John's music is piano music. Not always. Not always, but you like... You ever hear Crocodile Rock? But U2 doesn't have piano music. Who cares? It's all just rock and roll. <laughs> Maybe to you. But I'm saying, I feel like that makes it... It's an easier transition into musicals. Fine. All right, so what you're saying is it suffered because the inexperience of uh, I, Bono and The Edge. No, I just think like... When I think of Elton John, they can write a catchy song, though. Why oh, yeah. didn't they write a catchy? Why? But why I, was it that at intermission uh, they I couldn't remember a song? Well, that's what I'm saying. I think Elton John, like I'm thinking of Elton John's songs from The Lion King, and those are good musical songs, but they're also good Elton John songs. Like it's it sounds like an Elton John song, but then like I could imagine Rocket Man on stage. You, you know? can't imagine one on stage. Uh, I can imagine one, yeah, maybe in like something like Rent, like you know, a bunch of people. Yeah, singing. I mean, it's just like a solid ballad. Yeah. Well, they didn't write a song like one you can't, for this. Uh, uh, picture Spider Man coming out and going, "Lemon." <laughs> no, I can't. Um, so you've got that. You've got you two in there. Uh, I forget what my. Oh, I was just saying. I don't know who this was for. Um, then you got Julie Taymor, who famously did Lion King as a film director, um, and directed like, uh, some Shakespeare stuff. She's uh, an all around, just creative, creative person, force. artist. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, but, she's done a lot of stage stuff, not yeah. just like the Lion King. and the Right. Movies. But that was like, that's what brought her into like pop culture. Right. right, right, right Cause right. the Lion King. She, well, she and pulled I pulled off something that nobody thought she'd be able to do. Right, where she took a cartoon for kids and made it um, very, like, abstract, I guess, right? Yeah. Uh, So found a way to make it appealing to kids, uh, got a huge pop star to do the music. Well, I guess he had done the music for the Sure, for for the the movie. movie. Um, But then the characters themselves are in 
costumes that are what would you say they're more like symbolic of yeah they're kind of like minimalist yeah. kind of do you ever see the lion king no. on broadway but i've seen like all the posters and stuff and like the costumes are are really interesting looking and it's not like you know two people in like a lion costume and one's in the front and one's in the back like a horse costume <laughs> that would have been awesome though right <laughs> not yeah not to say that that it was i i i saw it i brought my uh girlfriend there in uh the freshman year of college Nice. And uh, we sat in the last row because I was poor. <laughs> and uh, it was good, but how much better would it be if they trained actual lions to perform? Well, how much more dangerous would it have been? I know, but like, danger is kind of, uh, it's a necessary ingredient in, uh, in great theater. theater. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what Julie Taymor uh, was famously later crucified for saying. Because she said something along those lines before multiple people were seriously hurt during the previews of... Uh, Two people. Of, um, no, more than that. Because uh, the one who played Arachne got a, a concussion. Oh, right, right. The guy broke his wrists and another, another guy, guy fell through that big hole and almost and, died. And another guy broke his foot doing the same thing that the, two guy, that oh, the yeah. guy who broke he his broke wrist. He broke his toe. Well, Tom, he still broke something. I break a toe every other week. And then in August, I mean, she can't be held accountable for this now. She's long gone. But in August, somebody got uh, both their feet, both their legs, and an unspecified amputation uh, what? because of really? an accident. Yeah. That wasn't in the book. No, no. It, it just happened in August. It was like after the book. Really? Yeah. Mm. And that one was bad because from what I've heard... From um, you, what your sources tell you. From my sources. No, I say this because uh, I don't want to uh, um, slander anybody because I forget. While you're breaking <laughs> news on this. Uh... Uh, no, but it was some, like um, the guy that this happened to is uh, like it, it's insurance isn't covering it because the, the production saying like, nope, it was negligent on his part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in the wrong place and he's saying, no, 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 like. <laughs> this show is a train wreck. Look at how many people have gotten hurt um, because they, they had a fundraiser for him recently to, right. to pay for his medical expenses. Um, so a bunch of people got hurt on this thing. And then she was late. You know, they found a quote where she was saying like, Oh, theater needs an element of danger. But like the New York department of labor came in and gave them all these citations because, you know, it's like an unsafe work environment. Um, I thought what what I was surprised about going into this, going into the the show was so this was famously uh, the musical that had the longest preview time ever in Broadway history, right? Yes, kind of the uh, the the most amount of preview shows and preview shows are technically like practice that all right, the show we we've rehearsed, of course, but we're still working out some of the kinks. These are preview shows, so you have to kind of roll with the punches a little bit. Things are going to change, but then once the, the it opens, that's pre for most musicals. That's it. Like, okay, everything's set, and you know when when we open this in London and L.A., they're going to be doing the exact same book. Uh, the touring company is going to be doing the exact same thing. They. You're talking with such authority as if, like, you know anything about this. This is uh, fun to... I read uh, a whole book about it, Tim. 
and I've seen a lot of musicals. No, you haven't. I've seen a lot of musicals. What musicals have you cats. seen? Cats. Okay. Just cats? No. Phantom of the Opera? No, that's an opera, Tom. I'm talking about <laughs> musical theater. Um, so they were in... Sometimes they bring a horse on stage in real opera. No, they you don't. Oh, in real operas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'll never go to the not, opera. Not in War Horse. They just have an incredibly realistic horse puppet. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were making a joke. <laughs> no, I'm not making a joke. Um, <laughs> I think it was my mother's review of that was, uh, I really loved War Horse. Uh, it really looked like a, a real horse. Yeah. I was like, wow. Unfortunately, it didn't look like a war horse, though. No. It looked like a run-of-the-mill stable <laughs> it horse. It looks like a draft-dodging horse. <laughs> um, One of those hippie horses. So it was... It was the horse had a beard. <laughs> it was unkempt. It was uh, uh, famously in previews longer than any any show in Broadway ever. Sure. Uh, and I forget where I was going with that. There was a point there. You, I mean... You... Oh, oh, this was my point. So it was in previews forever, and then she was fired from it, Julie Taymor. That was a big deal, uh-huh. because they fired the co-creator, uh, the director, the creative force behind this. And, you know, that's like a... She's arguably one of the biggest names, not arguably one of, she is one of the biggest names in Broadway after The Lion King, I feel like. Um, I feel like as somebody who doesn't know about any of this stuff, I would assume well, this to be it's true. her and Andrew Lloyd Webber. Who yeah. are the other people? Andrew Dice Clay. <laughs> um, Andrew Dice Webber. So there was all this controversy because the show was in previews forever. People were getting hurt. The director got fired. Um, there was a lot of money. It was the most expensive uh, musical in Broadway history. So when everybody got fired and it was like, all right, we're shutting it down for a little while, then we're going to come back in previews and then we're going to open the show. I thought what happened during that time was that other people came in and said, all right, all right, all right. What are all of you doing? This shit's crazy. It's Spider-Man. The story has been told a million times. You're doing the origin story. We made a movie about this, uh, which is what gave you the idea to make this musical, because uh, it had been that long. They they started in two thousand two. We're just gonna make it the movie. We're gonna we'll keep the songs fine, but we're gonna get rid of all this other crazy shit you guys have written in. These characters that don't exist in the comic book world. These characters that you've added in that we that have songs that people don't like. We're just going to make the movie, the musical. I thought it was going to be uh, a lot more boring than it was. Um, and not to say that it was good, but that that's where my, my review of Unbelievable comes from because there were so many things in it happening where I'm like, why is this part of the musical? Why is there a spider woman hanging herself in the first scene of the musical? That was weird. You know what? Here's the thing. It wasn't for anybody to answer your question <laughs> yeah. because the first one, mm-hmm. when they Julie got Julie Taymor involved, she should have just not done Spider Man. She should have done Arachna, the the musical, and that was the thing. So wait, hold on, hold on. Well, you've been talking I, I want to explain because Arachna is a character in this was famously like. Stop saying famously. <laughs> The role of this character was great. <laughs> this show wasn't famous enough for every aspect of it to be famously 
the, the you role, read a book about it. The role of this character was greatly reduced by the time the it had opened. It was a character Julie Taymor invented. It, well, it's based on a Greek uh, tragedy or whatever, right? Yeah, like a Greek god thing yeah. or something. She found it in Ultimate Spider-Man number one because they went and got a bunch of comic books. She stopped at issue number one. And it in, was, in the second panel of the first, yeah. <laughs> the first issue, yeah. And it was just that it was being uh, uh, discussed in school while Peter Parker was in school. They were talking about this. And it's never brought up again. It's just like, oh, there's some foreshadowing there. But she didn't see it as foreshadowing. She saw it as, oh, that should be the main villain in this thing. But not really the villain. But not really the villain. It should also be kind of a love triangle. Kind of like a Catwoman-esque situation. Yeah, but like the character wasn't real. It was in Peter's head or it was a god. So I thought for sure that that was the first thing that they like get rid of this completely. There is absolutely no need for this. And um, I got so mad reading this book because the co-book writers, uh, you know, he talks about how he's reading everything on the Internet and people were so mad about this. And he goes, oh, I got on my bike and I rode to uh, Forbidden Comics or whatever in the city and I found an issue with a character with this name. So screw them. They're wrong. It's like, but you wrote the play and you weren't sure and you had to go to the comic book store to find it. No, there's a million bad guys. You could have taken any of them. Uh, you made one up. And then the Sinister Six was not the actual Sinister Six. Ugh, they added two made-up characters. And then other characters, it made no sense why they were there. Tom, yeah. I'm going to stop you before you have a stroke. Cause I'm, I need some hair. <laughs> take, yeah, take a, take a sip of water okay. and just calm down for a second. All right. Here's what happened. Julie Taymor mm-hmm. came in. She was trying to not make a musical for you, Tom. She shut up. She was trying to make <laughs> a mind fuck of an artsy, uh, circusy opera like whirlwind of emotions, abstract stuff that like you want to understand. I sh- shut up, Tom. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say an example of that is that. Uh, Bono put the word shit in one of the songs. No, that's not and, that's not well, that's no, not an but, example of but it. But Marvel just, was like, no, you can't do that. Peter Parker doesn't say shit, and they were like, oh no, we're gonna be cool. We're gonna it's gonna blow people's minds. Continue. I'll let you finish, maybe. So she want she had one thing one idea, and then there that was just like they came in and they were like, no, we can't do that. This is nothing like Spider-Man anymore. It's confusing children. It's confusing adults. Yeah, but like, you know what? I'm down. Like, you watch uh, Mulholland Drive, Tom. Yeah. You see that movie. Oh, you yeah. You don't know what the hell's going on. No, no. Uh, you like a good mind fuck once in a while, right? Uh, not the way you say it. <laughs> <laughs> you said it too aggressively. That's, uh, <laughs> but, but, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But this was just not the right medium to do it in. No, no, no. It's it, it very... I mean, a musical is, but not... All right, shut up, shut up. So they were like, yeah, we can't do that. This is confusing and scaring children. It's really dark. Um, it has very little to do with actual Spider-Man, mm-hmm. uh, the character. So uh, long story short, after a bunch of crazy nonsense, they kick her off. 
and have people come in to reimagine it more in the vein of what me and you know as Spider-Man. Well, maybe you know as Spider-Man. <laughs> but uh, they failed because they were on a tight... They couldn't just scrap it and start yeah. over because there was infrastructure... Uh, there was uh, they wires. Yeah, they couldn't. They couldn't write all the music. Uh, they couldn't rewrite all the music. They couldn't like. They had basically a couple weeks to retool it. So they cut out as much as the weird stuff as they could. Right. Made everything else like a cheesy like theme park. Uh, like, did you ever see uh Spider Man uh the stage show, the singing and dancing stage <laughs> show at uh, I think it was Universal Studios Hollywood. No, you I didn't go to that with no. us. It was insane. Uh, it was all based around the song, We Need a Hero. And, nice, uh, I'm in. It was like the Spider-Man stunt spectacular. Yeah. And it was like, Hi, Mary Jane. Uh, hi, Peter. Uh, I'm a little nervous around you. Don't be. Let's kiss. And like that's what they... Uh, <laughs> I need a hero. You know, like... And uh, uh, and then the song comes on again? And what they would... Yeah, what they would have liked Sounds to do is basically like... Should put right, that on Broadway. Yeah, put this on Broadway <laughs> And who gives a shit? Like, mm-hmm. uh, a bunch of kids will love it, and mm-hmm. uh, it'll be great. But they just couldn't. They, like, it's like this weird melding of the two. So Julie Tamar was, like, going for, like, people that, like, avant-garde stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, you know, like, real kind of, like, experimental theater stuff. Mm-hmm. And they were going for the dumbest thing ever. And in the interest of time and getting this thing opened as soon as possible, yeah. they were like, uh, mash these together, try to cut out the weirdest stuff, and here we go. And so it wound up being for nobody because of that. Yeah. One of the one of the changes that I thought uh, was the craziest was that the original one opened with a big uh, spectacular fight, you know, a wire work fight. Yeah. And now in the new one, it starts with Peter giving a book report. Yeah. And you brought up, like, 45 minutes into it, you turned to me and you go, when is Spider-Man going to be in this? Because he hadn't been in it yet. And I said to you, like, if you feel that way, think about how that 10-year-old kid over there feels. Like, because I'm about to blow my brains out. I'm so bored watching this. Yeah. and Because they they kept, like, all the boring stuff from the avant-garde part. And then cut out all like the expensive stuff from the avant-garde stuff yeah, that was supposed to make all dangerous. that like interesting and fun and like holy shit how are they pulling this off yeah and they were like nope we can't spend any more money on this so cut out all the special effects yeah uh rewrite it crappily and uh let's just get this thing going yeah it was just but it... tom here's the thing you know why did we go see this uh because we're both big Spider-Man fans. No. We're both big YouTube so fans. We could, we're both big uh, Julie Taymor fans. So, so, so we could <laughs> shit on it in this thing. No, not not really. Like I was, gen- I've been curious for years, and I actually like I I won't shit on it too much because I was I was amazed at the whole thing. <laughs> the at the end of the day, Tom. Uh huh. It wasn't very good. Mm mm. But these people went out and licensed the character, <laughs> had a vision, worked to put something up. No, no, no. And what was in that theater before Spider-Man, Tom? Oh, I forget. What was it? Young Frankenstein. Yeah, which, which flopped, right? Which flopped. Mm-hmm. And is like, well, that's Mel Brooks. He had the biggest uh, 
the producers. Uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, based on a very successful music uh, movie. How did they screw this up? Nobody said that shit. Yeah, had that. Why that flop? Because it just wasn't good. like sometimes Things stuff just. just hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. That's greenlight.com ACAST. Thank good you. or like i i feel like uh this became such like uh we all love to point and laugh and yeah. we like to tear down more than we like to build up tom and i kind of i'm pissed at myself that i went and saw this because when i was there i was like oh these are people that are you know people that dreamed of being <laughs> on stage on broadway and i'm there to be like huh, huh, let's see what these fucking idiots do and it's just like no, it's just a some 21-year-old girl singing her heart out on stage, and it's not the best show, but, like, all right, she's doing what she's, you know, she's just trying to live the dream, man. Well, I will say this. Um, there wasn't any actor in it that I didn't like, right? Like, I thought everybody did a good job acting. Sure. It was just... I mean, no. There was some of the <laughs> acting, I thought. But, like, I think that was also... It seemed a... like people were forgetting their lines a lot. I think it was, like... I, it was a lot of the understudies now because people are like, oh, this is done? Okay, I'm going to take a different job. Yeah, but I Which think... Which makes... You know, I don't blame anyone for that. I think it's also just very poorly... It was written very hastily, a lot of the dialogue, yeah. and it's very cheesy. Yeah. I think it's kind of hard to dress up cheesy dialogue with uh, good acting. Yeah. But but there was nobody up there that I was like, oh, this person's really stinking up the stage. There were some people I wish were more attractive. <laughs> Spider-Man? Spider-Man. That's a I good gotta tell you guy. this. We were sitting in the balcony, Tom. <laughs> yeah. And at some point, Spider-Man does uh, jump from the balcony and swing down on cables. Mm-hmm. And he would like come down the aisle Mm-hmm. A few, like a few minutes before he was supposed to make his entrance. Yeah, so. Spoiler alert, there's a lot of stunt Spider-Men. Yeah. So like Spider-Man would be on stage and then the Spider-Man, a different Spider-Man that was going to do the stunt, do the stunt was like preparing up in the balcony. Mm-hmm. Every time he walked <laughs> Making by. Making triple sure that his cables uh, tied in. I got, I got kind of starstruck. I really regret not trying to give him a high five. I I kept telling you, give him a high five. I know, but I was so I was starstruck. I was nervous. Well, because it's different than if you're walking through uh, like a theme park and there's just some dope standing around in a costume. Because it's like, well, there's a dope in a costume, and he's about to leap off the balcony of a theater and swing on a web across it. Like that's all right. Like 
And when all those Spider-Men at the end uh, were taking their baths and they took their uh, masks off, yeah. they were a bunch of hunks. Yeah. It, was a, it wasn't a all padding of in the suit. Yeah. And all like, different types of hunks. All, all that different. never gets man. Uh, ma- uh, that never gets uh, <laughs> mentioned. Mentioned. They had, uh, hunks of all uh, races and yeah, uh, they were just not like, shapes and sizes. They were all in good shape. Yeah. They were but all it young was, guys. Uh, the, oh, it's the most expensive musical ever. Oh, it's the longest in preview. How about it employs the most number of hunks on Broadway? How about that? <laughs> um, New York Post. I'll tell you this much. Like I knew That's what Glenn Beck loved about it. He's like, there's so many hunks. <laughs> I, the future of America. I knew, of course, that the dude playing Spider-Man doing all the singing parts and the acting parts was, you know, he wasn't doing all the stunts. He actually did more stunts than I thought because he did a few with a mask off and it was like, oh, yeah, that's the dude. Mm-hmm. Um, Toby Maguire? No. That he, wasn't Toby Maguire? He landed right near us during one part and he had the mask off. Yeah. It um, was Toby Maguire, I think. He was <laughs> the lead in Spider-Man. But... So actually, he landed right near us towards the end with his mask off, and I was like, "Whoa, the dude who is is the actor in this like he just did one of those stunts and like did and you it just as well." Clasped your hands together and went swoon. You <laughs> yeah. said swoon as you were swooning. It was weird. But then when everybody's taking their bows, there were nine other Spider Men. That's too many Spider Men to employ. <laughs> Any business knows that. Yeah, and hunks ain't cheap. Hunks ain't cheap, but no, of course not. But that's what made me think when I was like, oh, wait, so the actor guy can do these stunts? They're not that hard or that dangerous? Why are there nine other Spider-Men? I thought there would be maybe logistics, two or three. Though. Logistics. What do you mean logistics? Because sometimes Spider-Man was on stage, and then he runs off the stage, and then he swings in from the it back. It happened like once. That's why you need three. Tim, you have like a leapfrog system of Spider-Man. And occasionally one of them takes <laughs> each shit and they just got to go, oh, that, guy, that guy's down. Uh, go strap yourself in. Yeah, you're up. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know, coach. <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready. Um, those Spider-Man suits that they wear, they have built-in muscles, which I, I, I um, felt uh, cheated it's by. It's padding, Tom. Yeah. For, no, it's for like if things go wrong, <laughs> they slam into a wall. No, it's muscles, Tim. They have fake muscles in there. I mean, it fooled me. They look like real muscles. But I'm just saying, if you go see Spider-Man on Broadway, fake muscles in there. So do you regret going? No, not at all. I want to go again. Really? Um, No. <laughs> I'd go again. I would see if they revamped it again. I'd be curious to see what that is. I would have liked to see the original Julie Taymor. Oh, me too. Like, uh, I, I regret not going to see that just because that does sound. I mean, the thing is, you they just when they licensed this, and it wasn't Julie Taymor as these producers. They did in the early two thousands when Marvel, uh, before way before they were owned by Disney. When they were just like, hey, somebody wants something? Sure. Um, they licensed to, to them for nothing other than a cut of the profits. Like, okay, yeah, you can go make a Spider-Man musical. Give us money. Good luck. Yeah. 30%, right? Okay. Bye. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, yep, let us know uh, when it's on. Uh, but then as it was getting made, that's when Marvel started making money again and realizing like, oh, we should protect our properties and not just let anyone do anything with them because uh, now a few people have made movies and stuff that 
crash and burn and then are laughing stocks. So like, all right, we're going to be involved. And the production needed money and Marvel was like, oh, we'll pony up money. We're going to be involved in everything now. Yeah. And what they, I don't, you know what? I don't blame Marvel for like, I wouldn't even say that Marvel came in and was like, oh, we want to make this family friendly or whatever. I think that they probably came in and they were like, oh, we don't want to make a Spider-Man musical. This doesn't fit. This isn't going to work. The Um, one good note they did give, though, I thought it was smart when they're like, you have to change the name. It cannot be called Spider-Man Turn Off the Fart. (laughs) No, they changed it because Julie Tamor was mad or whatever that they made uh, Spider-Man bigger than Turn Off the Dark because originally Turn Off the Dark was bigger. And Turn Off the Dark was something that, like, Bono's nephew's daughter said during, you know, some rich person dinner party. Do you know that? Yeah, I, yeah. Read, I read the book, too. Ugh. There were just so many things where I was just kind of amazed that so many talented people were acting like, um, I don't know, immature artists. Like, just the kind of people who are like, like stoned and like, oh, it's a great idea. Yeah, we should do that. You know, like there was I no. Think that's how like stuff's made, though. Not everything. Not not U two albums. I don't think. Like, I don't know. Maybe maybe I haven't listened to any of the recent U two albums. But there was just no, and not even second guessing. Just like vetting of like, okay, does this all work? Does this make sense? They had no respect for the source material, no respect for Spider-Man. Um, and it, I'm okay with that. Well, I'm fine with that, but then don't do Spider-Man the musical, Julie Taymor. Do, like, you're Julie Taymor. You can get a Broadway show with your own thing. Had you heard of her before Spider-Man? I had heard of her from, from The Lion King, Tim. I watch the Tonys every year. You do watch the Tonys every yeah, year. Yeah, I've had my big Tonys party. Um, I did like the parts. You're always the... going to see the Fantastics too. You're just like you have season tickets. I didn't know you could get season tickets to a Broadway musical, but you go to see the Fantastics like eight times a week. Tim, I did not like how there was a joke about the Fantastics in this, and Peter Parker says, "Oh, is that the musical about the Fantastic Four? And then I wasn't sure if this is a world where the Fantastic Four existed as a comic book, or whether it was a universe where, of course, they exist. Sometimes Spider-Man's even, he has been a member of the Fantastic Four, Tim. On occasion, he's subbed in. But then I, but then everything was fine because I looked it up on the Marvel uh, Wikia site. And this took place in, um, on Earth uh, 110, 117, uh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, 11,714 is the universe that this took place. What in. does that mean? There's a bunch of different um, universes in, in both Marvel and DC. And this took place on earth. One, one, seven, one, four. So they have 11,000 plus universes. Oh, there's, there's infinite. I know. I there's understand. an infinite crisis at I... one point, even though the Marvel you're probably most familiar with Tim takes place on earth uh, 616 that's that's the one that we know they just uh, fix random numbers to the end of earth um they're not random Tim you know there's somebody out there but actually like I'm making a joke but once they were like oh this I was like oh okay um, yeah, um, no, I remember you told me that like a couple days after and you're like, oh, okay. I was, like, was that in the book? 
I'm 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 fine with all the uh, all the things that didn't make sense. How Carnage exists without Venom, and how Craven the Hunter is a mutant. Um, that I was fine with all that. Once it was like, oh, it's an alternate universe. That's all it takes for uh, <laughs> comic book people to be okay with anything. Well, that's why in the DC world they had uh, the Flashpoint. Uh, which rebooted everything and people were mad about that, but they kind of got to the point of like, all oh, this shit's too confusing. We're going to reboot everything and start over. And, and the uh, Flash did it? The Flash did it. How did he do it? Running real fast. That's pretty much all he knows how to do, right? He <laughs> can vibrate real fast to go through things. Too. Really? Yeah. Oh, like getting down to molecular? Yeah, like he just vibrates his whole body and it goes through a wall or something. That seems like that's not comfortable for him, though. Um, Does that take a lot out of him? Uh, no. I mean, he can he can go for a while, the Flash. But yeah, he he went into the Speed Force, Tim, because uh, he woke up one day and everything was different. Found out that you know he was like responsible for it, so he had to go run fast enough to stop himself from changing the past and screwed up everything. Uh, Scale of 1 to 10, Tom. Mm -hmm. How much did you enjoy the experience? I'll tell you what. Hold on. Without (laughs) any kind of commentary, without any explanation, just one, like, up against, you know, uh, number one. I mean, uh, (laughs) one on that scale is like a shitty... Like, I did not enjoy myself. Okay. 10 was like, it was one of the best nights of my life. Mm-hmm. Your experience of that play. A seven. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, I really like the auction at the end. <laughs> yeah, they did an auction for charity. That's not part of the show, you know. <laughs> it's <right>? not canon. <laughs> oh, now you're going to tell me? No, Tim, of course, that took place in uh, on Earth uh, 2398, the, the charity auction at the end. No, I'm going to explain the charity auction real quick. It, it, you know, it sounded like it was for a great cause and everything, um, although it was kind of weird. It was for Broadway Cares um, because the Green Goblin in full costume and makeup gives the, uh, you know, after bows and it everything. It gives the appeal for people to the, donate. The appeal to donate. And it's just weird because there's the bad guy, but he's not talking like the bad guy. He's being an actor. He's being himself. I think most people who were in a position to donate to charity <laughs> understood that understood. much. Like some of the kids were probably like, why the fuck would you give the Green Goblin your money? Yeah. Uh, first of all, he's rich enough already. Oh, yeah. He owns Oscorp. But uh, second of all, like he's not going to do good things with yeah, it. Yeah, he's tricking you all. Yeah. That's what all the kids were but screaming. I think, I think the grown-ups who are you know, financially able to well off enough to donate uh, a yeah. large sums of money to charity. But Tim, I'll tell you what those kids were right in the end, because this is what happened. Uh, they explained, you know, that people will be outside with, uh, with buckets. You can put money in, you know, actors, which was cool. Um, and then Spider-Man the... hunks. And then <laughs> we're going to send this bevy of hunks <laughs> out into the lobby. Just try not to give them your money. <laughs> um, and then it was implied that they do things too. Right? No, it wasn't. <laughs> um, and then they had, uh, you know, they had like a, a Christmas CD that like everybody from all the Broadway shows does. In you know, if you donate twenty dollars, you get that. Great stuff. A signed poster. But then 
uh, uh, J. Jonah Jameson comes out and says, we're going to do an auction for uh, the staged used glasses that Peter Parker over here had, and the actor's going to sign them. And he starts doing an auction. And you know, everybody wants Tobey Maguire's autograph. <laughs> so everybody's you know, ears perked up, and they're like, all right. This guy was Oscar-nominated. I'm not sure if he ever won an Oscar. I don't, I don't think, think he's so. ever won. And I was like, this is crazy that he's playing Spider-Man on Broadway. But Yeah, you could have used those glasses, because then you could have seen that it wasn't Tobey Maguire. I mean, there was there would have been writing all over. I wouldn't have been able to see past his uh, <laughs> Tobey Maguire signature. Um, so they're doing the auction, and it seemed like the auctioning was going to stop at like a you know like a three hundred dollar point, which wasn't bad. But uh, then it, it kind of picked back up, and then he had done the going once, going twice, sold to this man. But then somebody else bidding goes, whoa, 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 okay, the auctioning's back on. You can't... No, 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 no. What happened, Tom, was he said, going once, going twice, sold, stand up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they put the spotlight on him. Uh-huh. And about, like, they were like, thank you so much. They were going, the guy started signing the glasses. Uh-huh. And then, like... Almost a full minute later, like after this guy's getting applause, yeah. he's taking out his checkbook to write the check. They're like, nope, somebody else uh, bid $25 more. <laughs> yeah. And then the auction is picking up again. And then the guy playing Spider-Man uh, steps up and starts sogging. His mic's not on. They have to turn his mic on and goes, I'll, I'll up the ante here, which wasn't his place to do. He's uh, Spider-Man for fuck's sake, Tom. Um, he had just recently taken over the role, Tim. Um, he goes, um, whoever wins the glasses, you can come backstage and hang out with us and meet everybody. We'll take pictures. We'll do whatever. Stay away from all the mechanisms. It's very <laughs> dangerous back here. Uh, One thing you must know. There's, it's like a, a friggin' Home Alone House of Horrors back there. Kevin McAllister rigged the whole backstage. <laughs> backstage here is basically like the inside of an escalator. <laughs> You have to not touch anything. <laughs> they're, they're well, I recommend you wear uh, high-quality leather gloves. Yeah, there are about 100 things in here that will turn you into hamburger meat. Um, so then the bidding, now it's like, oh, well, two things. So now the bidding is... <laughs> Ooh, I get to go hang out with some nobodies. <laughs> Just kidding. These are Broadway, Broadway actors. actors. Tim, you mentioned that them... most of them were hunks. Yeah. Um, so now the bidding's going back and forth. I'm debating whether I should just yell out ten thousand dollars because what are they going to do? You know. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things in life that you could do <laughs> that are pretty shitty. What are they going to do? And... Just make me feel like a dick in front of two thousand yeah. people? <laughs> um, no, I was thinking. I was actually wondering in my head, like, all right, figure this out now. If somebody else, if Mary Jane steps up and goes. I'll I'll up this ante even more. You can we'll hook you up to the harness and you can swing around the auditorium. Think in your head right now what is the highest you'll go, Tom, yeah. uh, so that you don't get in over your head. Like do some quick math about how much money you can spend. Um, the bidding goes on, and then it's stopped. It's the going once, going twice, sold. I'll tell you what, you sir, you bid twelve thousand dollars, twelve hundred dollars, twelve hundred dollars. You get the glasses. Eleven fifty. You get to go backstage. Thank you very much, everybody. Good night. 
and they end it. That is not the way auctions work. No, they doubled their take, man. They doubled their take and halved what the other people got. It would have been fine if they said... Sir, would you pay eleven fifty to still be able to go backstage and like we don't have obviously the stage worn glasses tonight, but it's cheap plastic glasses. He'll sign another. Would you be happy with that? Okay, but they didn't do that, and the dude who got the glasses got screwed out of going backstage. Probably for the best. <laughs> yeah, that man's still with us today, at least. <laughs> the 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 eleven fifty guy got caught into in the gears. <laughs> Still there today. Uh, um, uh, how would you have rated the show on a scale of uh, whoa one to ten? Um, sorry, I would say probably about a four. A four. Yeah, how I would, didn't like it, but you know what the thing is. Um, you don't like most things. Uh, there are a lot of things that just aren't for me, and this wasn't for me, so that's okay. Um, it was, an, I, we went to five guys hamburgers It's uh-huh. right next door. Afterwards. How would you have rated that? That was a pretty good hamburger. We smuggled in, uh, to the theater, these little bottles of, uh, of, whiskey. Uh, yeah. Whiskey. And, uh, like airplane bottles. We each had two. Yeah. Because a cocktail was like $22. Yeah. We talked about this last week. Oh my um, goodness. But, uh. Even just getting a can of Coke to mix with it was $5 for a regular old can of Coke. Yeah. It didn't even have the buy one, get one free to Six Six Flags Great Adventure. Yeah, Um, Because Six Flags is D.C., Tom. Huh? Six Flags is D.C. You'll see uh, Batman and Superman walking around. That's true. Warner Brothers. Yeah. Um, But... uh, uh, We each had two... There were four of us there. We each had Mm -hmm. two bottles... You guys, our row stunk. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? Smelled bad? Yeah. Oh, I didn't smell like, anything. It smelled like grain alcohol. Like they had. Uh, oh, because of the alcohol yeah, we had? Yeah. Yeah. Because we, I mean, I saved it for the second act because mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to see how far I can get before I need to start self medicating here. Oh, uh, five minutes into uh, Peter's uh, school presentation, I was like, hey, we're in for a long yeah. Um, And also, I have to say, the ushers Oof. were very, very vigilant. Yeah, more vigilant than even a Spider Man. Yeah, if you even took out a camera or a cell phone, they shined a light on you and yelled at you to put yeah. it away. Which is why I was worried about uh, mixing the drinks. That's why I mix all mine under the seats. Yeah, that's true. I went under all the seats. (laughs) Um, I climbed into the orchestra pit. (laughs) Uh, They also have to remind you not to grab onto one of the actors and and go swinging with them. Yeah, I mean, a kid might. It was nice, though. I might. It was nice when the, like, as I was talking about before, when, like, one of the Spider-Men would uh, set up in the balcony for his stunt. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's standing there for a good 30 seconds. He, like, he'll give kids fist, fist bumps, bumps, give them thumbs up, and do wave. an exaggerated, like, everybody be quiet. Yeah, it's don't just tell like, the bad guys I'm up here. Yeah, and it was it was nice. Yeah. Yeah. I was too busy thinking, like, do I have enough time to go run and grab onto him? And then It'll I can like go a for a ride. Parachute. <laughs> yeah. Jump. Oh, God. We've <laughs> landed on the audience. I'm amazed that hasn't happened. Um, that nobody's grabbed on, tried to go for a ride. Maybe they have. Yeah, who knows? Maybe yeah. uh maybe they uh they they're all greased up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like trying to catch a greased up hog. 
Trying to catch Spider-Man when he flies by on his uh, harness. <laughs> trying to catch one of these greased up hunks. <laughs> all right. That's all the time we got. Yeah, we're out of time. Are you going to go see it again, Tom? I mean, I have tickets tonight. I'm late. People yeah. came like an hour late into that show, too. They were also, I mean, it wasn't the most sophisticated crowd. There yeah. were people talking and they'd shush uh, people. Other people would shush them because it's in the middle of a performance. Yeah. They'd be like, you can't tell me what to do. Yeah. Why are you trying to tell me what to do? And it's like, Come on, yeah, that happened the aisle behind us. I yeah. was like, is there going to be a fight in the middle of the Thank show? Thank God, it would have been more. And uh, even like the ushers. I mean, I got it, but like I heard one of the ushers yelling at somebody like, how many times do I have to tell you do not take pictures? Yeah, whatever. Um, but I'd I love it. I, I, uh, no, I'm a badge s- of honor getting kicked out of Spider-Man. <laughs> turn off the no, I'm saying it's more, you know, uh, I didn't fault the usher. If I were that usher, I'd been like, all right, you're out. Like I, and you are out of yeah. here. And then, you know, Spider-Man shoots a web, throws him over the balcony. They're dead at this point. Uh, no, like then the green goblin comes and swoops in and gets them. Green Goblin had wings instead of a glider, which didn't make sense. It didn't make sense to me logistically either why that couldn't have been the case. Um, but I'm, I'm curious. Uh, I'm I'm telling you, they're going to have to up the ante significantly in this Vegas show. Nah, people see anything in Vegas. But the these... Carrot Top is sold out for like six years <laughs> straight in Vegas. But now. these Cirque du, uh, Cirque du Soleil, yeah. um, those things are amazing. Yeah, this could have been amazing. But that's what I'm saying. Like, and actually, I think it would be cool if they were like, "Oh, by the way, people die in Cirque du Soleil uh, performances." Not all the time, though. No, but like, <laughs> it has happened. Yeah. Well, they have a lot of performers, and they do a lot of performances. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, everybody, oh, this guy almost fell to his death uh, during Spider-Man. It's like, yeah, and also Cirque du Soleil, like. Uh, it said in this book, like they often their previews run for a year while they're yeah. uh, settling on a show, um, and you know Spider Man has run but longer not... than many other. It yeah. probably ran longer than the Shrek musical, right? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe the Shrek musical is still open, but no, know, it ran uh, like you know a I'm decent saying. amount like, of time, think, but uh, it's still not it made turned its money in, back. It turned into one of those. Uh, yeah, you know what? A lot of Broadway musicals never make their money back. Mine but, did. Well, you know, you're you got lucky, Tom. I'd like to see you. I'd like to see you replicate that uh, for a third time because the other, your first two were rousing successes. Yeah. Well, maybe I will. All right. We done here. Yep. See you next week. I am the queen of dreams, banished to a shadow prison. But I've watched and waited as your powers have risen. And now my loneliness can be undone, for the fates have delivered you, my one. With me alone, you have nothing to hide. Confide in me, inside of me the universe awaits. Unwind will eclipse this mortal mind. The gift you've been given binds you to me. With spider silk threads across the galaxy.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. 